Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It's 135 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. And now, Royal Pizza offering curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. It's old school big boy pizza at Royal Pizza. Here's the deal. We have the press conference for Gary Bettman. At 2.30 today, John Shannon will join us at 2 o'clock. But this week is our Champions Week on Oilers Now. Four of the Oilers Stanley Cup championships were won between the dates of May 24th and May the 31st, including the Oilers' 1988 title that was won 32 years ago today. The man in between the pipes, he had 75 appearances that year in the regular season. He was the first-team All-Star in the NHL Grant Fear joins us right now on Oilers Now. Grant, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How about you? Well, uh, all things considered, not too bad. We're going to hit on your uh, uh, a new thing you're involved with a little bit later on as well, three on three. Uh, but first question I got to ask you: uh, are, Where are, are you? In a place where you're able to golf a fair amount right now? Oh, I am. I'm down in Palm Desert, so our golf course has been open here for oh, about a month or so. So we've got a fair amount of golf in the last three weeks. Uh, what's uh, it's it's been a bit of a uh, well, it was raining this morning. It's about I don't know about eight or nine degrees right now. What's the weather like out there in Palm Desert? Uh, we got a little heat wave rolling in this week. I think we're supposed to be up around one ten all week. Okay, well, a little, little toasty. Little toasty. Uh, today, thirty-two years ago today. You guys won your fourth Stanley Cup championship in five years. Um, you beat Boston. It was sort of a crazy set of circumstances uh, because of the fact the night the lights went out in Boston. I, and I got to start it there, really. I mean, we'll talk about how good the team was and whether or not the team's maybe underrated in you know sort of Oilers uh, lore. But the night the light went out in Boston, what were you thinking in the dressing room, uh, and how quickly did you guys realize that? You weren't going to finish the game, and you're going to end up hopping on the bird and flying back to uh, to Edmonton to uh, play another game four. 
just it was a little strange. I mean, you don't expect that to happen in an arena, but Boston Garden's an old building, and strange things happen there. So that was one of those things. But I think we sat around for a couple hours waiting to see what was going to happen. So we had no idea as players. Did you uh, – I know it a couple times they had to have the players out on the ice because there was fog. Were you having any problems at all picking the puck up? Uh, you know, it, it's different than no fog, but at the same time, you're focused on things, so you, you can still see the pocket because you can still see people's feet and stuff. But, yeah, it was a little bit different. Yeah, so you guys come back, and you end up, Grant, in uh, in Edmonton, and really, you you know, by the end of the first period, end of the early second, it was fairly apparent what was going to happen, that you were going to seal the deal here. Uh, the team swept Calgary in four straight, and you swept Boston in four straight. Calgary had the best record in the NHL. Boston had the fourth best record. They had beaten Montreal, who had the second best record. You guys had the third best record. 16 and 2 record. You were with, you know, you're on the team all the five Stanley Cup years. Is the 1988 team a little, um, maybe, you know, not that they're not respected, but people maybe overlook them a bit when they think of the great, because the 85 team got the vote for the best team ever. I personally think the 87 team was the best team ever. You just played a really good goalie in the other net that didn't allow Philly to get blown out, Ron Hextall. But is the 88 team that went 16-2, and two, is that maybe, I mean, the records suggest they might be the best team. Well, it's a team that maybe gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, but I, it was, again, it was another group of talented guys that we played a style of hockey that attacked all the time. Was your defense without Paul Coffey there? I mean, Steve Smith had sort of worked his way into the shutdown guy against Cam Neely in 88-90. Was your, did you guys have a better handle? You said you attacked all the time. But did you know how to win more by years 1988-1990 because you'd won before? You had that experience. And had the defense changed a little bit? And were they a little bit more capable of suffocating than maybe in past years? Well, I think we could play better defense than past years. I mean, we still attacked even with our defensemen. I mean, if I watched the other day, I watched a little bit of the highlights of it, and you still see defensemen down on the slot. Randy Gregg was down in there. You even saw Craig Muni down in there once or twice. So we still attacked a lot, but we could play good defense in our own end. I mean, we played a, probably played a meaner game in our own end at that time. Yeah, it was no question. I mean, Steve, and and, and we're going to have Steve Smith on Friday. And, uh, you know, for me, one of the great moments in Oilers history is when Wayne Gretzky hands him the trophy after the 87 championship. But you've got to give a guy like that credit overcoming, you know, what happened in 1986 and banking that bucket off you and willing himself to continuously improve to be the level of defenseman that he was with Edmonton. And, in fact, with Chicago as well. I mean, he helped them get to some Stanley Cups as well. Oh, no, Smitty was a great defenseman. And the great thing about Steve is he had a lot of confidence in himself. I mean, what happened in 86 could have ruined a guy without lesser confidence. So the fact that he came back and played as well as he did, became as dominant as he did, shows what good character he had. We're joined by Grant Fuhr on the uh, bit of an Oilers alumni feature during this week, Champions Week on Oilers now. Grant, 75 appearances in the 87-88 season. Were you exhausted by the end of the year or were you fine? No, I was fine. I involved doing that. I mean, I think it was a lot of fun to play a bunch of games. So it's a year where you kind of get in a groove, and when you're playing that much, you never really get out of a groove. 
Was there at any point you're thinking, or did you go at any stage during the season of slots and say, hey, I might need a bit of a break here. You might need, was it Daryl? I'm trying to think of who the backup was. But Well, I guess Ranford came in in the trade for the playoffs, but I think it was Daryl Ray during the course of the year, wasn't it, that year? It was. And I think, if I remember right, we just come off Canada Cup with two. So yeah. we logged a little bit of ice time that year. But it, you know what? It was fun to play heavy workload. And all the years up until that point, you play 45, 50 games, but to actually be able to play 75 and to see if I could do it was fun. Yeah. You mentioned Canada Cup, three games. A lot of people think that's the best hockey that's ever played. You know what? When I watched, uh, TSN had it on last uh, a couple of weeks uh, weekends ago, Vladimir Krutov was not an impactful NHL player, but he was really good against you guys, wasn't he? He was very good. I mean, you put Krutov, Larionov, and Makarov together, and they all read very well off of each other. And I think that's what made them such good players, is they could read off each other. It was kind of like Wayne and Yari, where they just knew where each other was going to be. Do you think it would have been as close if you guys had spent years playing together, like several of their uh, you know, their five-man groups at? Um, I think it still would have been close. I don't know if it would have been as close, but it still would have been close. Yeah. I mean, they were a very talented group. So, yeah, our guys were as talented, if not more talented. So a little more cohesiveness, a little more time together might have made us a little better. Grant, you're down 3 nothing in Game 3. Are you thinking you're in trouble at that point, or did you think you guys had the horses to get back in it? Oh, no. We definitely had the horses. I mean, if you looked at all the guys we had on that team, having the horses wasn't the issue. I mean, yeah, we got off to a little bit of a slow start, but at the same time, we knew we could score goals in bunches. So it was just a matter of trying to keep it to that point. Wayne has talked about it and often credited, you know, you know, we all know it was the breakout from Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky played a factor in that. And Messi and Anderson were played a lot with Mike Gartner. But Wayne talks about Brent Sutter, you know, and, and sort of what he brought. And, you know, him and Tockett were part of the guys that got you guys back in. And Tockett was injured during the course of that series. They helped get, get you guys back in it, didn't they? They did. And that's the funny part about that team is you had guys that played in different positions that had never played the positions. I mean, Dale Howardchuk became a winger. So the guys that played out of position but would do anything it took for the team to win, and I think that's what made us such a good team, even if it was only thrown together in a couple of weeks. Six five six five six five for a goal. To, does that just does it? If if there's something that you could educate our our you know if we got uh, you know kids that are playing the goal position right now, you can't let the one that you just gave up bug you too much, can you? No, I mean, it's bend, don't break. And I'm kind of the oddball as a goalie that I like offensive hockey. So whether it be 7-6, 2-1, doesn't matter to me. It's all about winning. And if you give up one less, then you've done your job. And that's all part of it. Now, I just want to circle back to 1988. I tweeted out the picture today. Now, a lot of people credit. They say it's the first time the team was all called together. And somebody brought up the Maple Leafs apparently did it back in, 60s, in the 60s. But Wayne got it started again. Of course, when you guys won an 84-85 grant, there were guys, there were fans all over the ice. So it, it, it kind of, when you watch the video for that, you must just shake your head. How much of a you-know-what show was it on the ice when you guys were, were winning at uh, uh, you know Rexall Place or what was then Northland's uh, Coliseum back in 1984-85 and you're joined by 300 or 400 of your best friends a little bit of chaos I mean it's not something that you expect to have happen but at the same time it kind of added to it a little bit I mean yeah it would have been fun to celebrate together but it's also fun to celebrate with the fans so I think we all enjoyed it 
And that was part of your era of Edmonton Oilers players, isn't it? You guys did often over the course of the next week at several different establishments celebrate with the fans. Well, that was the fun of our team. As we like to say, we used to hide in plain sight. You were part of the family. And we treated the fans as if they were part of us, and they treated us like we were part of them. So we like to spend time with the fans. All right. Switching focus, Grant, we appreciate you taking time to join us on Champions Week. Uh, There is a new three-on-three professional hockey league, and they've appointed eight Hall of Famers as head coaches. They're set to play in June 2021 in cities across uh, North America. How did you get involved with this? Uh, Craig Patrick had asked me if I'd be interested in maybe taking a look at coaching one of the teams. And I enjoy offensive hockey, having played Edmonton for a long time and actually loving offensive hockey. Three-on-three is all about offense. It's about speed. It's about puck control. And I enjoy that. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to have some fun and get back in the game again. Did now, you know, as you know, I spent a lot of years at the U of A, and uh, Perry Pern was at Nate, and a lot of people have credited Perry with being one of the drivers for three on three. Uh, and you actually had three on three conditioning camps. All that stuff kind of did that occur after? Uh, like, were, was there three on three going on when you were in a conditioning camp in uh, in September? I don't know if you ever did the ones with Kevin Primo over at the U of A in the, uh, I guess it would have been the 1990s, because you still would have been playing at that stage. But were you ever part of, like, three on three conditioning camps when you played? Uh, with the Oilers, we played a little bit of three on three camp sometimes. Okay. Where, one, it was just more for fun than anything, but it was also a good way for the guys to get in shape. But it was good offense. And Perry started running his conditioning camp three-on-three. So, I mean, if anybody that's played it realizes how fast it can be and how much work it is. So it makes it a lot of fun and entertaining. Well, I can personally tell you that uh, I used to – the Bears would play three-on-three, and I was doing their games, and a couple times they were short of guys, so then I would be the extra guy. And I got absolutely – obliterated out there like and again these guys were college level players on a pretty good team but it is hard i mean it is physically taxing uh to play three on three and it does tend to be higher scoring now they're gonna are they're gonna go in nine different cities or how's all that gonna work grant like is it is it gonna rotate sort of week to week is that how you guys are gonna do it it is we're gonna go from city to city for nine weeks and basically we're taking the show from city to city so You've got eight teams that are going to play each weekend, and the winning team, you try and have a winning team at the end of every weekend. So statistics will be based off of each week, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Some of the other guys that are involved in this, Guy Carboneau, Eddie Johnston, uh, John LeClaire, Joey Mullen, Larry Murphy, uh, Angela Ruggiero, who when she grew up in California was better than all of the boys on her team until she was about 15, I'm told. I know Gable Gross uh, played for the Kamloops Blazers. He played against her, and, she's, and he said, Bob, Angela just used to run our show. It was embarrassing. Brian Trotche, so we can have a little bit of the Edmonton Islander thing as well. Where are you guys going to get your players from for this? Well, I think what they're hoping for is we're going to find free agents in that 25 to 35 range. You're going to have guys that are just retiring. But it's going to be an offensive-bound league, so guys are going to have to be able to skate. They're going to have to be able to handle a puck. So it's a good place for guys that maybe don't have contracts to showcase themselves for other teams to see. Good stuff. Grant, let's do this again as we get closer, and thank you for joining us on Champions Week, and we'll let you get back onto the golf course, okay? 
Always a pleasure, Bob. Thanks a lot, Grant. That is Grant Fuhr, Hall of Fame netminder, first-team All-Star. The Oilers only won in the 87-88 season as the Oilers won their, their fourth of what would be five Stanley Cup championships. Bill Ranford backed up Grant in 1987-88 playoffs. The Oilers had the five top scores. The team went 16-2. and You could make an argument they were the best of the Oilers teams, at least based on the playoff numbers. I mean, they swept Calgary, who came in first that year in the league, swept Boston, who came in fourth. Boston beat Montreal, who was second. Uh, the Oilers finished third during the regular season. I personally think the 87 team's better. It's just the 87 team had to go up against. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's the guy named Ron Hextall who won the Conn Smythe Trophy. It's 150 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 152 in Edmonton. Yes. I know you're going to text me right now on our Ashley Five Floors text line. Bob, is Mike Smith going to be the starter for the first game of the playoffs if the league can get it going? And the answer is yes. I believe he will start game number one of whatever series the Oilers play, which most likely looks like it's going to be against the Chicago Blackhawks. During the season, all season long, we do the Oilers Now Injury Report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown, former Edmonton Oil King. Trent Brown, all-star safety, Grey Cup champion Edmonton Eskimos. Want to wish you uh, the best and to stay safe during these challenging times. We will head off to the Oilers now, this day in history. It's pretty easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, but one stat that I've not mentioned, Brendan Escott's going to tell you about right here, right now. Sure. In 1988, the Oilers become the first NHL team to record 11 home wins and one playoff run as they beat Boston 6-3 in Game 5 and win the Stanley Cup. The last Cup win with Gretzky on the team. He won the Conn Smythe that year with 43 points in 19 playoff games. All right, uh, some texts coming in. Grant Fuhr says, Rob, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, Grant Fuhr is such a great interview, multiple Stanley Cup champion, and absolutely clutch during the good times, but he comes off as a guy that gives all the credit to the team, and he was there too. Bob, he's humble. He's a great man. That one comes to us <laughs> from Rob. This texter comes in saying, uh, Grant Fear is a legend. I met him at Cowboys downtown. Oh, in Cowtown. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, I know a guy who used to run Cowboys in Calgary. He's a former Western Hockey League player as well, but he wasn't as good as Grant Fear. Uh, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in saying, 
Bob, why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken? Michael Jordan. If the Oilers are actually a playoff team, nay, a championship, one that uh, boasts a motivated Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, why are we worried about a play-in? Bring on Chicago. Let's stop worrying. Uh, think like winners. Get behind the Royal, uh, get behind the oil and enjoy the ride. Can, can you say get behind the oil in this province still? Without having 40% of the people rip you? Uh, anyhow, get behind the oil and enjoy the ride. Giddy up. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, Paul Vickers ran Cowboys in Calgary. Yes, I know. I know, and Paul wasn't the guy that played in the Western Hockey League. Uh, are you guys going to carry the NHL announcement live? Yes, we are. At uh, 2.30 today. John Shannon coming up at 2.05. Uh, Terry in Wetaskiwin says, Bob, I think the Oilers got a bad deal with the 24-team format. Uh, that said, if you can't beat Chicago, they likely wouldn't have fared any better in any other format as well. Uh, <laughs> again, you can text us. Wayne has texted the show to say, Bob, I don't know if Grant remembers this, but I was the first reporter to ever interview a young Grant Fear in uh, his house in Spruce Grove for the Stony Plain Reporter. You know what, uh, Wayne? I will uh, I will forward that information off. That's 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 really interesting. Thanks, man. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey, Bob, don't forget Mark Messier's interview after he said this one's for uh, Wayne. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Cam Sheft, I can't read your text, but thank you for educating me on that. I've never heard that before. Oh, wow. What does it matter what they do or what format they make if we're going to win it, we're going to win it, and there's no format made up by a group of people that's going to change that from Andrew. So he's just saying, go out there and go get it. That's what the Edmonton Oilers need to do. Well, John Shannon will uh, be joining us just after, at about 2.05. Uh, we'll get to a uh, global news weather traffic update. Uh, oh, now this text says it all. I, I think we, we we got it. We'll get to the global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn in a second. This text says, Bob, on Oilers now, I think you need a little bit more Leafs and a little less oil. How about that Nick Robertson player profile? You don't think you get enough Leafs and enough Toronto, maybe in some other places? So you're saying you'd like a little bit more Leafs and a little less oil on Oilers now. I mean, there's some that have suggested they'd like a little less COVID-19 uh, numerical uh, numbers updates for the city of Edmonton on Oilers now. But now you're telling me you want a little bit more Maple Leafs. I'm going to hazard a guess that that probably ain't going to go over too well with some of our texters. Again, keep texting 780-496-0063. Extended coverage today. We'll have Gary Bettman's press conference at 2.30. Uh, I'll have John Shannon joining me at about 2.05 today. Reed Wilkins will have his thoughts after the Bettman presser. Jack Michaels will swing by. At 4 o'clock, we're going to endeavor to carry... Uh, the media availability with Bill Daly from the National Hockey League, and then Brendan Escott will guide you home between 4.30 to 6. Off to a global news, weather, traffic 
update uh, with the one and only Randy Kilburn. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.